Uh, hi, thanks for calling uh, 1-800-YOUR-ANUS. <laughs> I think you're good. Okay. Just don't talk like that. <laughs> Holiday Inn, Southwest Viking, how may I direct your call? We're making magic at Chuck E. Cheese St. Charles. This is Rissa. How can I help you? <laughs> is that really how you answer the phone? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Yeah. Okay. I think we need to include that in the intro today. <laughs> Our prior job phone answerings. Do you want to start with that? Um, let's go ahead and open the show. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Creepy Club. My name is Rissa. And I'm Heidi. And this is where we talk about um, creepy things, like maybe ghosts, sometimes some true crime. Sometimes, very rarely do we talk about aliens, because somebody has a problem with them. Uh, I have a problem with their anal obsession. <laughs> I sent Rissa a t-shirt today that said, made a reference to um, the anal probes. I was like, see, it's not just me that thinks that. And then she said, I'd totally wear that t-shirt. Well, because it, it's, uh, what did it say on the top? Here, I'll just pull it up. But it was, um, it was cute design. It was like it a, was a really uh, cute design. retro looking, like 70s-ish design. Um, and it says, get in, loser. We're doing butt stuff. And it has a UFO on it. And I thought that was funny. Uh, see, everybody knows aliens are all about the butt stuff. I didn't say they weren't. I'm just saying that there are other things to it. Well, you need to stop acting like I'm some kind of lunatic every time <laughs> I say that they're about butt stuff. Because clearly, that is widely enough known that they made a t-shirt. <laughs> it's not just me. Right. Oh, exciting news. Today, I joined a Facebook group that sells creepy stuff. Oh. That's all it does. Oh, good. sell creepy stuff. I can't wait to see what weird stuff I'm going to buy. Will you invite me to join? Maybe. <laughs> Let's see how this podcast goes today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair. All right. So do you, can you pull up that creepy correction conclusion and clarification that uh, one of our uh, best listeners sent you via text from the last episode when we talked about Dawn's um, chimpanzee? Well, Alice's chimpanzee. Oh, but, yes. Um, you mean when Dawn my husband story. corrected us? Yeah, yeah. So first he's like, you're going to get some shit from the monkey lovers out there because a chimpanzee and a monkey is not the same thing. I was like, whatever. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Whatever. Monkey, chimpanzee, it's all descended from ape land. <laughs> it's the same to us. Look, we're not monkey or apologists, okay? <laughs> we're not primateologists. Mm -hmm. It's some kind of... I don't know. I don't know what the difference between a monkey and a chimp is. Um, oh, it, I always thought a chimp. No, that's probably not right. I was going to say I thought a chimpanzee was a type of monkey, but I guess that like within the primate genus question mark. I guess like, they're their own it's species. It's like monkey, chimpanzee, ape. Should we pause and use our Google foo so we can clear this up once and for all? Sure. Why not? All right. Let's pause. All right, we're back with the magic of editing. Yes, Google Foo. Google um, Foo. We so, had to clear that up. So there was a couple different things. Yeah. Um, we were wrong. Alice's monkey is incorrect. 
It's Alice's Chimp. I guess we should rename that. Nah, who cares? Whatever. Anyway, and the primary difference, tell the lit- listeners. <laughs> well, monkeys, The well, the easiest way to tell monkeys and apes apart are looking for the tail. Apes do not have tails, and monkey most monkey species do. Um, apes seem to be more intelligent. They have better cognitive language skills. Um, they're much closer to humans than monkeys are. So monkey species include baboons, macaques, marmosets, tamarins, and capuchins. <laughs> we looked up how to pronounce that, and I still correct fucked it up. Also, the series of movies... Oh, wait. Ape species include humans, gorillas, chimpanzees, orangutans, gibbons, and bonobos. That's it. So, on the, on FYI, the slash FYI mm-hmm. you're an ape. Yes. Or descended from. You're an ape. You're an ape. <laughs> okay. So, um, it was not Burt Reynolds. It was Clint Eastwood. Practically exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not really. <laughs> I was trying to figure out some way to make that be true but they don't even remotely look alike uh the movies were every which way but loose and any which way you can the animal was an orangutan orangutan mm-hmm. i can't yeah why did we grow up saying orangutan who taught us that i don't know maybe it was because <laughs> tang was popular that's true maybe yeah but it's an orang- <laughs> and it's orange <laughs> orangutan mm-hmm. um and his name was clyde cute yeah the hubs is like i should have just paused and texted him because he's basically imdb in human form yeah he's like a jukebox of movie info you just press the button and spits right out (laughs) and then the helper animal are capuchin oh okay capu capuchin oh man man you... <laughs> I am. You know what, though? It's because I turned it on so we everybody can hear ta- the correct... Everybody take a drink. This is the new Creepy Club drinking game. Yeah, I know. Every time Heidi <laughs> leaves her sound on her phone. um, They're the helper animal. They're the ones that help folks who are disabled and need assistance. Cool. They're a freaking adorable yeah i think like I if would i was really gonna have like, a helper yeah. animal i would totally take one of those i guys. would really like one of those i am kind of curious though because they do help people great now i'm gonna have to go google again. go down another rabbit hole but i'm gonna have to find out like who changes their diapers if they can't but i guess if you're paraplegic you probably have like a home health aid that comes every day or something hmm. maybe the helper monkey Maybe the helper monkey changes its own damn diaper and can do everything else. <laughs> it's probably smarter than both of us combined. Truth. True. Anyway, um, he said, good podcast after he told me like 12 things I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my, um, he's not really my husband, but he's um, whatever sort of enough. yeah a uh, common law husband. Um, he finally actually listened to, what did he say? He listened to 15 minutes of Creepy Club. Oh, 15, huh? <laughs> he said, it sounds like a real podcast. Oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> uh, I love him. Um, and he also said that 
he thinks it could be really good at making a compendium of like new St. Louis lore, like creepy lore. I like and that he found a way to work in the word compendium. I know. What a smart I don't guy. think I've ever used that word one time in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Not out loud anyway. Yeah. And he's he thinks that it's like he likes the interviews and that we should do more of those. And I was like, I agree. I have a lot of people to interview. I, I have a list. Have an ongoing on list. On my phone, yeah. Yeah. And so um two things, one of which I just promptly forgot, but it'll come back to me later. Um, I met this guy who is a cobbler. Mm-hmm. I took in. Oh, right. I remember an you told item me for him. repair. Mm-hmm. And he's had his shop for 40 years. And I'm telling you, this shop is ripe for a horror fiction story. <laughs> There's all these like really weird machines. Mm-hmm. And because he's been there for 40 years. He's also like, you know, you're doing shoe repair and it's leather. So he keeps every single scrap because it could potentially be useful at some point. Mm -hmm. So there's all these stacks and piles of various types of animal skin all over the place (laughs) and all these weird machines. And I thought, ooh, I'm not a horror fiction writer, but I bet I could spin a yarn in there. Yeah. And he's kind of a chatter. Mm-hmm. Which is really fun. So anyway, I asked him when I come pick up my order if I could take pictures mm-hmm. because it is like the most amazing piece of Americana. Mm-hmm. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And in my mind, he's definitely a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't name names. No, we're not going to name names because I don't want to um align him with yeah i don't want to unfairly start any rumors but i just kind of feel like maybe it could be possible okay but my daughter is an excellent horror fiction writer so i might have to send her up there for a little for a little inspo yeah she took some some classes um and man that kid has got one crazy imagination on her she got a like giant capital A in her horror fiction writing class. That's totally yeah. cool. And I was like, where does that but she's always loved horror movies. Oh, Even right. when, I remember when she was that. little, I was like terrified because mm-hmm. I slept with the light on till I was like, I don't know, twenty or something. <laughs> yeah. I was terrified to let her watch anything and she then she started tricking me into watching horror movies. She was like, No, 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 mom, this isn't a horror movie at all. And then somebody's head to get chopped off. And I was like, God damn it, kid. She was always <laughs> tricking me into watching horror movies. Anyway. Well, now I would like to read another review. We're running out real fast, everyone. Oh, I remembered. I'm writing it down, though, so you can say your thing. Okay. So this this review is from Brittany Lynn Kay, who um, contributed a story to our Halloween episode. Ooh, thanks, Brett. Mm-hmm. She says, caution, don't listen while home alone. (laughs) Or I mean, dot, 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 do. I love being creeped out. I hate being creeped out. (laughs) I love that I found a podcast that pairs wonderfully with a favorite of mine, Oh No, Ross and Carrie, which I've listened to. That's a good podcast. You should check out their, um, this is Rissa talking, by the way. 
You should check out their um, Scientology series. It's really good. They like infiltrate Ooh. Scientology <gasps> from the inside and then report That's like on it. That's my dream to infiltrate a cult. Right. It's Except I'm really impressionable. I'm scared I'd end up in the cult. It's really good. Um, and then she goes on to say, sometimes that pod is too cynical and saps the fun right out of the creep factor. I agree, Brittany. I, we're, we're on the same page. And you know, sometimes a gal just wants to be right creeped out. <laughs> And then she regrets it and wants to be told it's probably all BS. But maybe it's real, though. <laughs> Enter colon creepy club. <laughs> the yeah, podcast, we're very noncommittal. <laughs> the podcast who perfectly save... Oh, the podcast who perfectly sate my creepy desires and... Oh, whoops. I have to hit more. And also make me laugh aloud. Binged them all now. <laughs> I cannot talk today. Binged them all and now eagerly await each new episode. Keep them coming, ladies. Thank you, Brittany. Aww, thanks, Brittany. Is that how much Frangelica did you put in that cup? <laughs> not a lot, not as much as I would like. Uh <laughs> this is our new like cold weather tradition. Mm -hmm. We make fancy hot cocoa mm -hmm. with booze in it. When it was hot, it was all about the juniper berry. Right. Lots of gin and tonic. Well, and sometimes for Rissa, if it was a Friday night, it was wine night. Mm-hmm. But then she had to stay home because <laughs> she's not allowed to go out in public. So the True. last thing, this is not, this is a follow-up. This is not a correction. Mm -hmm. So the last episode about Alice and her chimpanzee, mm -hmm. um, which did not have a tail. Uh, <laughs> so I saw Don and Andrew mm -hmm. yesterday mm -hmm. and he hasn't listened to the podcast yet. And I said, so, um, did you listen to the podcast? He's like, no, I had a chance to yet. I've been really busy. I said, okay. Um, so what I was thinking, we were out in his yard at the time. I was like, so what I was thinking is this spring that maybe we could have a little dig party. <laughs> and he said, I need like two inches of gravel put down. I said, I can throw some gravel down. Mm -hmm. After I dig. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, all right. And then I said, if we can find the bones of Timmy, which we're just assuming now that's the chimpanzee's name is Timmy. Yeah. We don't actually know if that's true or not. We're just right. rolling with it. I was like, there's this company that can articulate them. So then you could have a Timmy articulated chimpanzee below your Alice and Timmy portrait. And he was like, fuck. Yes. Yay. So he was totally on board. I That's didn't, awesome. I didn't even have to buy him whiskey. I was like, if I'm digging in your yard, I can totally throw some rocks on top when I'm done. I feel like we could also maybe like fundraise for that too. If it's like super expensive. Oh, for the articulation of yeah. Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Maybe we could have a yard sale or something. Well, there is a taxidermy place here locally. Yeah. And I wonder if they articulate. They know, would know how oh. to do that. Hmm. I don't know how complicated that is. Right. And also, they might be like, where did you get this skeleton? Well, and we briefly discussed that in uh, in the episode and when I was talking to Don. And Andrew also agrees that, like, if it's the pet cemeteries in your yard, it's yours. I mean, yeah, this is but, not, like, but... an extinct animal or anything else. Right. And he was totally on board with me finding out 
Alice's whole name so that I can contact the Simeon Society. Yeah. He's like all about getting all the info. He's totally on board. Yeah, sure. And I told Dawn, I was like, see, I didn't even have to. I was like, I didn't even have to buy a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> and she was like, that's right, girl. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking that like if I were a, a taxidermy place or this place that articulates skeletons that I would maybe not take the risk of like it not being your skeleton. You know what I mean? Well, what if we just made, but so <laughs> I have some friends who are, I have a friend who's like a master woodworker. Mm -hmm. He makes the most incredible like conference tables and custom built furniture and cabinetry and stuff. What if Timmy had a coffin with a glass top? This is getting a little, dare I say, creepy. <gasps> Not <laughs> in Creepy Club. <laughs> Take a drink. No, it would be terrible if you took that a drink every like, time we said creepy. Because then it wouldn't have to be articulated. Yeah, that's true. It could true. just be like... Just laying on the... It could be like a sofa table. With his arms over its chest. That would be amazing. Well, because you know <laughs> the... sofa table. Like the International Order of Odd Fellows, yeah. How they have their skeleton for their initiation society, oh, right? Yeah. And oh, they're all named George. That's what the <laughs> name of it is. And I did I tell you I ran into a lady outside the International Order of Odd Fellows when I was leaving an appointment. Mm -mm. So there is a chapter, and if you aren't familiar with them, they are kind of in the same realm is like the masons or the shriners they're mm -hmm. a very old um fraternal there's a lady's arm of the organization that i don't remember the what they call them like the masons of the eastern stars is the oh ladies. right yeah yeah there's a the rebecca's is what the <sighs> the international order of odd fellows that's what the ladies are like called <laughs> yeah i think it's a biblical reference but oh. anyway Whatever. um they so I was leaving an appointment and I noticed that there was a sign for uh I O O F and I was like, wait a minute, I know what that is. Cause mm -hmm. you know how like once you see a word, then yeah, you or see hear it a word. Yeah. Confirmation bias. Like mm -hmm. now I see it all the time. And third deal was taking care of orphans, burying indigent people. And they still do that. So it's primarily charitable work. There's really nothing weird about the organization itself other than their initiation ceremony, mm -hmm. which involves either a plaster or a real skeleton that has been donated that might be like a former member, but they name all That's of them rad. George. And so sometimes what happens is people will buy a lodge, like you know how the Elks have a lodge? Yeah. They'll buy a, lo a lodge or a club that was owned by them. And get the skeleton with it? And they'll get the skeleton oh with it. Oh my god! Yeah. They wouldn't take the skeleton? Well, I think sometimes the membership in... just ages out. Yeah. Yeah, because it's so old. It's like I have two, three hundred years old, something like that. It's been around for a really long time. I think it was one that carried over from England. Mm -hmm. It's super duper old. But yet the initiation has something to do with like the circle of life. Uh -huh. it, and so having the skeleton is creepy but the reason is not particularly creepy you know what that reminds me of i almost forgot 
Uh, we had a contest on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook to name our skeleton. Oh, that's right. And we have picked our winner. It was unanimous between mm-hmm. the two of us. <laughs> also, I think Penny voted. Yeah, that's true. She was like going to be the tiebreaker if needed. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't hear any objections. So I'm considering that an affirmative. All right. So our skeleton is named Dr. Scully. Yes. And clearly, being a PhD, mm-hmm. Dr. Scully, very bright. And we're going to probably have to refer to Dr. Scully on the regular for wisdom. Mm-hmm. So thank you at Tomorrowland Trekkers on Instagram for submitting your name. And thank you to everyone who submitted names. We liked a lot of them. And um, I want to say a couple runners up. Our, uh, my friend Lindsay submitted, um, Repo in honor of our first episode with Don Repo of the Ghost Plane. And, um, my own mother submitted Dick Bones a lot. So <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> gotta, gotta love that. I also like Bhagavad Creepa from Brittany. Yeah, I thought that was cute. I was yeah, like, I, I like will that too. botch it. I'll say it wrong every single time because. Well, I'll say Bavadagita is what I'll say. Yeah, Yeah, that's what's going to happen. But I thought that was very clever. I liked it. So great, great job. And thanks. We love a we love a good game Mm -hmm. and more games to come, more stickers to be won. Mm -hmm. But and also Tomorrowland Trekkers has an amazing Instagram account. Oh, yeah. If you like some travel eye candy. Mm hmm. Get yeah. on it. Especially creepy stuff. They're very into creepy stuff. They like creepy stuff, but they also take some really fantastic trips. Yeah. Yeah. And the account owner, mm-hmm. I don't know if she has her name on her account or not, so I'm not going to say it, mm-hmm. but uh, is a really, really talented photographer. Mm-hmm. So the pictures do not disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. And before we move on, I just want to say sorry, mom, for calling you out. In her defense, I she asked me if she should post that, and I said, yes, you should definitely post that. So, thank you, Mom. I love a good, dirty pun. Well, you didn't get it from nowhere. <laughs> I also love that once every handful of episodes, you have to apologize to your mother. I know. Well, she listens. So, hi, Mom. I love you. Aww. I'm going to your house to decorate tomorrow. Uh, is it Christmas? <laughs> well, I guess the, today, since you're listening to it on Tuesday. Is it decoration time? Mm-hmm. And letter writing tradition time? Uh, that was last, it was um, two weekends ago. Or was it on a weekend? Yeah, I think it was on a weekend. Two weekends ago. You guys have really cute traditions. Thanks. We're like a bunch of heathens over <laughs> at my house. We got nothing. Well, you should take tradition into your own hands and start one. We're gonna, we're gonna craft a bunch of pentagrams. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cast a few spells. So should we get into our topic? Yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about today. Total Mm -hmm, surprise. mm -hmm. I'm ready. So have you heard of Zombie Road? Uh, Not only have I heard of Zombie Road, I've been on Zombie Road. Nice. I was really hoping that you would say that. Mm -hmm. So do you want to talk about your experience of Zombie Road before we get into it? Or should we pepper that in? Why don't you tell people 
sort of what it is for the general of what zombie road is sure and then i will share my personal terrifying experience on Ooh, zombie road probably not terrifying the way i want it to be terrifying not really no great so zombie road is this really popular urban legend in st louis um and it's a it's a road out in wildwood missouri which is just basically a suburb of st louis it's pretty far out suburb though yeah. and it's very um it's an upper class suburb mm -hmm. but it's also borderline rural right yeah there's a lot of there's a lot, lot of, of wood, land between and, the houses yeah and it's it's really close to the merrimack river um it so it i, I actually can give you directions to it right now because it still exists Mm -hmm. um, if you take Manchester out west from St. Louis to Old State Road, go south on Old State Road, turn left on Ridge Road, and then you should be able to find it to the left of the Ridge Meadows Elementary School. And and actually, if you look on Google, it's called the Rock Hollow Trail. And um, it seems to be a really nice place to go for a hike currently. It is a really nice place. to. I have been hiking there um, with my friend Christine in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's a really nice, uh, nice, very pleasant, you're not going to sweat to death kind of like you can it's just paved. go. And well, we did a different portion of that oh, okay. same. The Al Foster Trail? By, correct. By we did a different gotcha. portion of the Al Foster Trail, but it all borders along the Merrimack. Mm -hmm. And the Merrimack is like, it's not as big as the Mississippi, so, you know, mm -hmm. you can't walk across it right. by any means. It's a good-sized river, mm -hmm. but you can easily see across it. Yeah. And it's just, it's very pretty, and there's some kind of sandy, gravelly things, and it was just, it's a really, in in daylight, mm -hmm. very pleasant walk. And you were yeah. definitely not allowed to go on zombie road right that's night. what i was gonna say we encourage you to go there during the day but at night if you're found there you will get a thousand dollar fine yeah they ain't kidding mm -hmm. and when i will throw this in when i was in high school when i went it was a whole bunch of cornfields all the way leading up to zombie road mm. it wasn't developed yet right so it's likely that the road started as a trail used by native americans um, it's in an area that would have provided a lot of food and water for mm -hmm. pe for indigenous people, and Easy it travel. also ended the trail ended in in a natural ford of the Merrimack River, so it was easy to cross the Merrimack River at this point. Um, during the Civil War, St. Louis City itself was allied with the Union, but much of Missouri were on the side of the Confederacy, so that made a kind of awkward for a lot of people that were traveling in and out of there. Uh, they the union posted like a militia um, along like outside of St. Louis so that people they would turn away people that were um, Southern sympathizers. And so Confederate spies and saboteurs and agents had had to find like less less traveled paths to get into the city. And so this uh, path was one of them. Um, so word of this trail kind of spread. And so then the militia started posting people there and but that didn't stop people from trying to use that path because it was really the only place that you could cross the merrimack river safely mm -hmm. although not so safely because then the militia would just shoot you so there was a lot of bloodshed at that time along this path which might lead to supernatural activity well and missouri has if you're not familiar 
we have a somewhat unique history, American history, and that we were a divided state. Right. And in many ways, we still are. Mm -hmm. If you get about an hour south of St. Louis, you're in the south. Mm -hmm. Culturally. Yeah, like accent and everything. (laughs) Yeah, there's... They have southern accents. Mm-hmm. They use words like yin and y'all I frequently. Y'all. I use y'all too, but there's that twang yeah, that yeah. goes with it. Yeah, so um, lots of Confederate flags, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. You, it's You're like, what, what happened? <laughs> yeah. I was just in this big city. Mm-hmm. But so it's interesting to me. All that time has passed and things really... One of my favorite places to go hiking is in the Arcadia Valley, which is in southern Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Suck Mountain is there, which oh, is yeah. the it's highest. supposed to be really beautiful. Yeah, it's one of the highest elevations. It's near Elephant Rocks, which we mentioned oh, in yeah. a recent episode, and also Johnson's Shut-Ins, which is a really unique. That place is really cool. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. We'll throw a link in, in the notes. Just I took some of the most amazing pictures I've ever taken in my life there. You definitely want to be a good swimmer mm-hmm. if you go there, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and water shoes, for sure. But <laughs> it's very slippery. Lots of jutty, sharp rock things. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a really beautiful, beautiful part of Missouri. And the Ozark Mountains sort of cut diagonally across Missouri. Mm-hmm. And so it's part of the Ozark Mountains. But I found out that the restaurant that I used to stop and eat at is owned by the KKK. Oh, shit. I was like... What was it called? I don't remember the name now. I just know, like, in my mind what it looks like, so I don't ever go there again. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes me want to vomit that I gave money to an organization that supports it. And when you're traveling down 55, there's an Adopt-A-Road sign that says Adopt road adopted by the KKK Uh, once you get close to there. So things have not change that much mm-hmm. once you get that way the one exception is saint genevieve mm-hmm. which was one of the first it was the first city settled this side of the mississippi and missouri yeah it's kind of like an artist village it's really cute really cute so yeah so the road was pretty dangerous oh and at this time it was known as the lawler ford road they're not really sure what where lawler came from but they assume ford is because of the ford in the river Maybe, probably some sort of variation of something French. Cause you know, well, it's L-A-W-L-E-R. Well, I guess that could be French, like Lallet, Lallet, I don't know. Well, you I'm know, not a we, Frenchologist. I don't know where all the French people went, but we used to have a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. Because we have that one town in Missouri where they have that dialect of French that isn't spoken anywhere else in the entire universe that's almost dead. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like this little tiny village in Missouri with a nearly dead French language that is specific to that region. Hmm. You don't remember the name of the village? No, I can look it up. <laughs> we'll look it up. Um, we'll add it to the next episode. Mm-hmm. So after the war, the road was primarily used to provide access to the Merrimack River from the railroad tracks. And be- it kind of ran between this quarry... And the tracks, so they would haul quarry stone up and down it to the rail cars. Um, and then it eventually fell into disuse um, and became sort of abandoned. And in the 1950s, 
it sort of turned into the popular teen hangout where you go to mm. like do drugs, smoke your dope and your do your beers and go do smoke some your kissing. weed. Yeah. And uh, the, people don't really know why it's called Zombie Road. There's a lot of um, speculation, a lot of different conflicting stories. Like one is people thought that the rail- railroad workers would rise from their graves because people reported hearing like old timey music playing around there and like hearing disembodied voices working on the railroad kind of thing. So they were, you know, the railroad workers were railroad is so hard to say, by the way, the railroad workers is that harder than were the zombies whole hotel. <laughs> um, there's another story that a escaped mental patient that was nicknamed zombie. Um, it was like a nearby insane asylum. Like his blood soaked gown was found near the road. I, I don't know. And then yet another that story. That is the version I was always told. Yet another story is that there was a serial killer that they named Zombie um, that lived in one of the run, rundown hosts. <laughs> lived in one of the rundown houses along the road and he would murder teen couples that were looking to get busy out there hey that sounds kind of familiar yeah i don't know why uh we did a whole episode about the uh italian guy who murdered teen lovers in their car oh yeah the monster of florence That's yeah right. i was like it wasn't remember? that long ago yeah yeah so um Here's some of the ghost stories that have been reported about the road. Uh, those who were familiar with the road, even when it was like widely used, said it was always really dark. Um, the shadows were seen even on the brightest days, and you couldn't see very far down the road. And it was also too narrow for two cars to pass by each other. So I just I think a lot of that led to the creepy vibe. Um, people not really interested in ghosts said that they felt like it was really spooky around there. It's eerily quiet, and the road never seemed to be the same twice, in length and familiarity. One person said that sometimes when you're going down it, it seems like it's never going to end, and it gave him a claustrophobic feeling, like he was just going to drive forever into the darkness. It's pretty dramatic. Um, I agree. <laughs> Other people say they feel unsettled there, like they're being watched. Um, they also report, report unearthly noises and disembodied footsteps. Oof, that would be really terrifying to be walking in the woods and hear footsteps, but you can't see who it is. I didn't walk through there, so I can't comment on that. Some Did people, not get out of the car. Some people have reported being followed as if someone was keeping pace with them just out of sight. Ugh. Um, people have seen ghostly apparitions like shapes and shadows. Um, one even saying that they thought it was a real person and went to go up to talk to them and it was not, it disappeared right in front of them. Um, there's been an apparition seen along the abandoned railroad tracks at the end of the road. They say it's a translucent figure in white. It glows with bluish white light and then disappears when approached. Some people say it's a ghost of a man killed by a train in the 1970s, although there's no record of that. It more This story more than likely came from an actual train death that happened in the 1870s. Um, Della Hamilton McCullough died in 1876 after being struck by a railroad car. 
she was the wife of a local tanner and shoemaker that had a, a store nearby. Okay. Um, it could also be due to a large number of train accidents that have happened on that stretch of, of railroad. Um, there are, there were sharp bends in the tracks that caused a lot of derailments. Um, and I think eventually they just stopped using that track because there were so many accidents. Um, from 1900 to about 1945, the area at the end of the road on the banks of the Merrimack was once a small resort village. Some of those houses were renovated into homes that are still lived in today, and some of them were left to deteriorate. So that probably adds to the creepy vibe of like old abandoned houses at the end of the road. Indeed. And River Resorts, I've stayed at one before, mm-hmm. like an old timey one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really interesting experience in itself. It was on the Gasconade River. Mm-hmm. But that was at one time when people did a lot of, um, I guess it was like in the 50s and early 60s there was a lot of car travel for family trips. And so people would go to river resorts to vacation with their families Yeah, and they'd stay for like a week or whatever and the hangout. And there was like badminton courts and, you know, a restaurant. I stumbled onto one by accident mm-hmm. called caveman barbecue. <laughs> I was with my daughter's dad. So this was, at least 20 years ago and we were starving Mm -hmm. and we turned on this little gravel road and we saw a sign for caveman barbecue. And I was like, well, I mean, it's probably full (laughs) of like lard and grease and deep fried, but it's delicious. Yummy. No doubt. And we look up the hill and we see this little sort of like cottagey structure. And I was like, I'm sure that's it. You know, it's, in my mind, it's straight out of a scene in Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we pull into the parking lot. There's a gravel parking lot where it clearly says you're supposed to park there. And I was like, why do we got to walk up that steep, short hill? But okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe it's like just too hard on the cars. Like it's too hard. It's too short, too steep. You just have to walk up it. There's no way around it. Then this white panel van pulls up Mm -hmm. and says okay hop in i'll take you up to the restaurant and i was like um (laughs) i hope we don't die yeah and okay i wasn't really i wasn't i wasn't sure how to assert myself in that situation Mm -hmm. we're out in the middle of nowhere Mm mm-hmm off a gravel road mm-hmm. and a kind of rough looking character mm-hmm. country man and a white panel van pulls up and insists we get in his van. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty sure he was armed, but I knew we were definitely not. And so we were like, okay. <laughs> so we get in the van and I was like, and now we die. Yep. So he doesn't turn up the little steep hill. Oh, he starts driving straight ahead, which is up the side of a sheer cliff. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? And he keeps going. And I look out the window and this road along the edge of the cliff is wide enough for the van. 
and maybe six inches. Uh. And I'm like, we're definitely going to die. I didn't think this is how it was going to end, but today's the day and this is how we're going to go. So then he stops at the top of the cliff. He says, okay, get out, get on the elevator. And I was like, what kind of crazy, (laughs) insane, what, I don't even understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. So we get out and there is this like little sort of, I don't know, gravel, like, not a foyer, like a little gravel pad. Mm -hmm. And I turn and there's a fucking elevator. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. So we get in the elevator and we go up the elevator and it opens up and it's a restaurant inside a cave. (gasps) A huge, gigantic flipping cave. That sounds so cool. It was amazing Mm -hmm. i had it was the weirdest experience because we had no context except for like grizzly adams picking up (laughs) picking us up on the parking lot in Mm -hmm. his child molester van Mm -hmm. and then get out and get on the elevator and he wasn't much of a talker yeah you know he wasn't like welcome to caveman barbecue and blah 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 yeah so we get out and it's like this family style restaurant with checkered tablecloths and fish tanks and aquariums and so i find out from my ex's mom that when she was she grew up in that area it was called dance hall cave Mm. and there was a spiral staircase that led up to the cave and they somehow would wire lights i guess on you know car batteries or something like that and they would have dances up there it's really big enough so the guy who bought that piece of property pulled out like another million tons of rock to enlarge the cave. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, like a walkout where you could look out over the Gasconade. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was, to- it's closed now, which sucks. Cause it was oh, amazing. Yeah. Maybe suck. it's, maybe somebody's bought it since the last time I checked, but every time I'm like, Oh, I want to go back. Yeah. It was so weird. I want to go back and I want to take some and not tell one where we're going. Did you know that there's a cave winery? Yes. In St. Genevieve, I think. I know you're not allowed to not drink wine at home, but I'll <laughs> be the designated driver. Yeah, we could like get a Airbnb or something around there and bed and breakfast or something. And I can only drink like two glasses of wine and then I barf. <laughs> okay. So I can totally drive us. <laughs> All right. Great. I did once take a nap at a winery in Herman. Mm-hmm. I just laid down for a minute. Just a minute. <laughs> and they're like, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> well, it was like an Oktoberfest situation. Oh, so everybody was taking a nap. <sighs> My friend Scott put like a whole thing of Gallo wine and like a doubled gallon zip bag, oh Ziploc bag inside a backpack. <laughs> he made his own like DIY yeah. camelback. I love it. We drank so much cheap wine mm-hmm. and ate so much smoked cheddar cheese oh. and sausage and crackers. And I've never vomited so much in my entire <laughs> life. I would imagine. Yeah, I can never eat smoked cheddar cheese ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you vomit out your nose one time. That'll Ooh. ruin it forever. Oof. All yeah, right. And we camped. Wow. Yeah, it was intense. But anyway, so, um, but yeah, Caveman Barbecue. But back to, anyway, Zombie Road. So. Um, Sometimes it's a windy path around it, here. Yeah. 
in one of those deteriorated houses, there's a it's probably a ghost. Who knows? Uh, a woman who screams at passersby from the doorway of a dilapidated house, and but when people go look for her, they can't find her. That's rude. <laughs> right? <laughs> I wonder what she screams. Does she just like scream? Like, ah, or does she say, like, get off my lawn, you That's you teens? Like, bad manners. Right. You can politely ask. Like, when the Jehovah's come, I'm always nice. Mm-hmm. I don't scream at them. Yeah. No, thank you for your watchtower. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> you don't have to be ugly. Right. So there's this other story. I mean, okay, and I want to preface all of this. I'm going to go back, rewind, and preface everything I've just said by saying that none of these stories are verifiable, but except for, like, no. the one woman that I named by name who died in a train accident in the 1870s. Um, all of these stories kind of are conflicting on different websites. Mm. Um, yeah, different people tell different stories. So, and honestly, oh, and I forgot to mention at the beginning of this, um, somebody wrote in to our Gmail, who goes by Noir, who suggested this topic. And I have to be honest, and at first I was like, I don't want to do Zombie Road. Everybody knows it. I mean, if you're from St. Louis, you know about it. And I've always been really skeptical about it because the stories were so varied and Mm -hmm. unverifiable. But I mean, the more stories I read about it, the more I was curious and you know as we can tell i wound up doing it um so thank you nor sorry for that (laughs) suggestion for your skepticism yeah sorry for my skepticism thank you for your suggestion um so this next story i just included because it was fucking wild but it's unverified in the 1960s a couple was standing on the top of the bluffs that's overlooking the road the man lost his footing and his head caught in a caught a fork in a small tree that was glowing grow, glowing in a small tree that was growing out of the bluff causing his scalp and his face to remain on the tree <gasps> and his body to fall into the road below oh because that's not verified, I'm pretty oh. sure that that's not true, right? You would see a news article about that for sure, right? The 1960s? I don't know. I don't know if you can, I mean, take your face off like you used a vegetable peeler with a branch. Yeah, I don't, it, it, it seems. It sounds a little bit of a stretch, but the yeah. image. Right? Is really gruesome. It's so funny because it was like kind of sandwiched in between two pretty benign stories. I was like, what? That's insane. Yeah, because, yeah, they make that sound like the tree was a vegetable peeler. Yeah. And just peeled his face right off. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not buying that one. So then I found another um, article by the Paranormal Task Force, who who's a paranormal team in St. Louis. Paranormal Task Force investigated the area and reportedly saw a shadow figure walking down the hill towards the road and their group. It ran into the road, paused, and then disappeared into the darkness. Isn't that terrifying? Like seeing Mm -hmm. some shadow running towards you? They also reported strange noises, being touched by unseen forces, and disembodied voices. A lot of people say 
disembodied voices. That was like the number one thing. I like that. Um, and then, so I read this, I read this, it, it seems like it, they don't say that it's fiction, but I'm pretty sure it's fiction, a fictional story, which I'm going to include in the sources in the meeting minutes. Um, but I was kind of reading the comments on this story. And one of the commenters said that he used to live nearby and would take his dogs for walks down the trail. There was one bend in the road that they would get to and his dog would refuse to go any further. And when they turned back, the dog would go at a full sprint to get the hell out of there. I trust dogs. I Yeah, same. Um, and all right. And that's pretty much all the stories, except that there is a documentary called Children of the Grave that reportedly features pictures of shadow figures from Zombie Road. And you can get it on Amazon and I will link you to it. So are you ready for my story? Yeah. Okay. So there was two things when I was a teenager, like a freshman, sophomore. Mm-hmm. So what are you, 14, 15? Yeah. I didn't have a driver's yeah. license yet. Mm-hmm. So there was two things. I just had to one- look up one of them because I couldn't remember the name of it. But there was um, a water tower that was vacant that was called the Equidome. And suppose- <gasps> that sounds cool. Supposedly, there was all kinds of satanic activity that went on there. Oh, yeah. That was another popular theme. And I didn't really include it because mm-hmm. that just felt like a trope that everyone says about every haunted place ever. It was like, oh, people used to do satanic rituals here. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know that that's not really real. And I think we called it the Aquadome, which is not correct. It's actually the Equidome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that was one of the things people told me so many and now it's like a firing range for the St. Charles police. Fun. Yeah. Um so it's in Weldon Springs maybe, something like that. Mhm. Anyway, it's somewhere off of Highway 94. So that was a place that people would go kind of exploring. I never went because I had way too many. I don't remember the stories anymore, but there was way too many spooky stories told to me. And at that point, I couldn't walk down a dark street by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I was way too easily scared. That was not happening. Somehow, I got talked into going to Zombie Road. Mm-hmm. So my friend Becky's older brother, Will, mm-hmm. had a tan Chevette. I think nice that he drove like an absolute maniac. Of course you have to drive a Chevette like a maniac. Yeah. Like would do, um, donuts on the football field at school. Nice. And it was a clown car. There was always way too many people, right. like no seatbelt situation. Yeah. And he was, a, I think Becky was a year younger than me and he was a couple of years older than me. And so somehow, I think my friend Angie got invited by Will and somebody else to go out to Zombie Road, and Angie loves scary stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I just got dragged into it. Mm-hmm. I did not want to go. <laughs> I was scared before we even left. Mm-hmm. And we get crammed into his Chevette, which is not big enough for four. I mean, we were all, like, pretty much adult-sized at that point. Yeah. And there was probably six of us in a chevette Mm -hmm. which if you don't know what a chevette is look it up it's like 
a subcompact. It's mm-hmm. not a large car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really tiny car. So back then, you would drive out the highway, and it seemed very rural, very yeah. dark. <laughs> and then once you got off the main highway, Highway 6440, mm-hmm. you would turn on to whatever road. Old State Road. Okay. Um, <laughs> and all I remember is I was crammed in the back seat so I could just kind of see mm-hmm. and I all I could see was like cornfields and stuff and I was totally trapped so I was feeling claustrophobic mm-hmm. I was going somewhere I didn't want to go mm-hmm. and I knew that Will drove like a crazy person mm-hmm. like I needed double seat belts right for safety like just as driving was terrifying he gave me a ride home from school a couple times mm-hmm. and it was one of those where people would be in the back of the hatch with like just holding the hatch closed yeah because they lots of unsafe driving right so i'm already terrified because will's the driver yeah and then zombie road at that time was just potholes nothing but <laughs> potholes and a chevette is not like a giant truck right that can sustain a bunch of potholes i'm thinking we're gonna get trapped out on this fucking creepy ass road mm-hmm. with no way home all there is is a bunch of fucking cornfields i'm gonna be with and they're probably all gonna be stoned because mm-hmm. i'm sure there was lots and lot i'm sure everyone was smoking the marijuana yeah smoking the weeds um <laughs> as you do in high school I was so paranoid before we even got there. We turn onto Zombie Road and it's immediately like a roller coaster. Oh. And Will is driving like a maniac to avoid the potholes. Yeah. And a normal human, mm-hmm. we're Facebook friends now, and he's like a grown up person with children <laughs> and probably is a safe driver. Uh-huh. I've actually inquired about his driving. I'm like, do you drive safe now? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm afraid for your children. Mm hmm. And he says he does. Good. I don't know if I believe him, right. but he says he does. He seems to have grown up to be like a normal adult. But okay, good. At this point in his life, frontal lobe not developed, mm-hmm. clearly. <laughs> he was probably 17 years old, something like that. He's driving. Instead of slowing down to navigate, he just figures he should barrel through as mm-hmm. fast as he yeah. can. Ramp over him. Well, and it's also fun to make all the people in the car scream. Yeah, of course. So the story that I was told was that we would get to a point where we would see a house in the distance with the porch light on. Mm-hmm. And that's where the mental patient lived. Oh. <laughs> and so the way that Zombie Road was at that time, it wasn't much wider than a regular car. Mm-hmm. So all of this trying to navigate around potholes was also possibly crashing into trees. Mm-hmm. It was really definitely a one-way road and in my mind it wasn't it didn't feel straight it could have just been his driving i was mm-hmm. in the back seat so i couldn't really see what i was doing and it was so dark like if you got out of the car and you turned off the lights you wouldn't have been able to see your hand in front of your face all i remember is that literally all i could see out the window was one single porch light oh and that was it mm-hmm. and um it felt like five hours. Mm-hmm. Not really sure how. I think Zombie Road's like a mile. Mm-hmm. 
don't think it's very long. I don't know. I didn't find that in my research. I it's not very long, I'm sure, but it felt like a thousand hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like a really, 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 really long time, and I was probably also losing circulation in multiple body parts because <laughs> there were so many people crammed in there. Yeah, because it was like a forty minute drive from where we live to get out there to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, my experience was mostly screaming from the back seat, right, in terror, and then thinking about all the horror, like uh, nonstop catastrophic thinking about him breaking the axle on his car and us getting stuck out there with this mental patient on the loose who lived in the house with the light on. So I looked up the trail, Rock Hollow Trail. It says it's two point three miles. Yeah, it's not super long. Yeah. But in a little Chevette, cram full of people. Right. And 5,000 potholes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that trail was a trail yet. Mm-hmm. When we went out there, I think the trail existed, but it hadn't been added to, like, the state park system or yeah. whatever it's a part of now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so there was no trail maintenance. It was just this tore up road. Right. So I clearly survived the experience. Yeah. But it felt straight out of a horror movie. So when you were leaving, did the did the road dump out at another road or did you have to like back up all the way? In my mind, it just like dead ends at the river. I don't remember turning around. Mm-hmm. But my Maybe there was some sort of, like, egress Well, road. my vision was frequently ex- obscured by human bodies. Yeah. Because there were so many of us crammed into this tiny car. Mm-hmm. And then there was a few points where I was hiding myself. Yeah. Trying not to die. Mm-hmm. Because I was just waiting for some... And Angie <laughs> was just, like, living it up. She was just enjoying the hell out of herself because <laughs> she loved all this. And you know I hate horror movies. Yeah. And I felt like I was on a horror movie set. Right. Like, as much as I love spooky stuff and I love true crime, mm-hmm. I hate horror movies. Right. I don't like being snuck up on. Yeah, And same. this is all that... It was just like being on a horror movie set, mm-hmm. except I didn't get the script, so I didn't know what was going to happen next. Yeah. I did survive, but I was very bitter about the experience for quite a <laughs> while. And I was like, I am never getting in a car with Will ever, ever again. But yeah, then he turned out to be, his sister was um, the maid of honor in my wedding. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, when I got married to my kid's dad a uh, hundred years ago. So yeah. we, and we're still, we're still Facebook friends as well. Mm-hmm. So, and it, she also turned out to be a very normal, normal grown up in spite of having a crazy brother. <laughs> <laughs> so it was exactly as spooky as it sounds. Mm-hmm. I, Let's you, go hiking there sometime. Okay, you couldn't have paid me a million dollars to walk it. <laughs> not back then. Right, at like, night, right. Yeah, I mean, and I'm definitely not risking a $1,000 ticket. I think that people do well, still I wonder, frequently. I wonder if we could, you know, because the I, I think probably that paranormal tax force probably got permission from the city to be there after dark. Like, yeah, I wonder if we could maybe do that. Can... Yeah, maybe possible to get a permit to yeah. be there or something. We can look into that. I mean, I would do it now. It's all, like, safe and paved, and I don't think there's anything, you know, super weird going on out there. 
it was really probably the worst thing about it back then is probably that it was just really unsafe because the road was completely torn up. Probably what happened is it got flooded or it rained really heavy and then a bunch of idiots drove through it mm-hmm. and tore up the road. Yeah. I'm just curious. I, like, I Because think... it was a dirt road. It wasn't gravel. I think, it, you know, even though all the stories are really conflicting and, it, and they seem more like urban legends than actual... Like verifiable truth i i still think that it's very interesting that it has such a like bloodied history that you know maybe some of that residual energy is just hanging out and that's why it's so spooky and mysterious and it, and the and the legends have lived on you know from the you know train accidents and probably some native american stuff going on there and the and then the civil war stuff like i think just a lot of that concentration of energy might might make it feel a lot spookier yeah i mean i think my friends probably had me terrified before we got there mhm so going back as an adult would be a really yeah i a bet totally it's super experience i bet I'm it's sure. super benign during the day i mean i'm not expecting to be seeing any shadow figures or anything but maybe some creepy vibes i don't know i would really love to like be there after dark so if we could work that out with the city of wildwood i'd be down well there's... maybe we could get our uh, friends at the uh, paranormal research society to help yeah. us out with that <laughs> yeah maybe we'll have to check into that i think that um there's like a a barricade that tells you i've seen a picture there's a barricade that tells you that you're trespassing if you go beyond this point after darker oh okay it's considered part of some park system right that's in that area i don't Mm -hmm. remember exactly which park um it's part definitely part of the al foster trail system right yeah i don't know missouri has so many trails Mm -hmm. i don't know who which agency owns that trail because there's like the missouri state i think it's the city of wildwood conservation yeah but the al foster trail is pretty long it goes through more than just wildwood yeah well i think that the rock hollow trail belongs to the city of wildwood but it also goes into the al foster trail um yeah, or, I don't know. Or Glencoe City Park. No, that says it's approximately one point miles, one miles to the west. Yeah, I'm not sure who's responsible for that trail maintenance, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, the Missouri Department of Conservation has their own well, trail systems. Here, this is on the City of Wildwood's website, and it's a, a page about Rock Hollow Trail, and it says cooperative partnerships. Missouri Department of Natural Resources, St. Louis County Department of Parks and Recreation, Great Rivers Green Way, City of Wildwood, and City of Ellisville. So maybe one of those. Yeah, so it goes through Ellisville. Mm-hmm. And then the um, the Greenway thing, mm-hmm. that's a project that goes and cleans up the river. Right. I, rem- I remember seeing... I was going to go help do a... They were having a... Every spring they do a river cleanup mm-hmm. where you volunteer like half a day to go... Oh, that's cool. Pick up trash. And, I would do that. Yeah, it's really... I mean, it's... It's like a hike in, on the river. You're just... Sounds nice. I, yeah, I mean, you. whenever I go hiking or 
canoeing or whatever if i see trash right. i pick it up there was one and i'm always like asshole there was this canoe trip i get real I mad on. about people littering in the river yeah i went on a canoe trip once where um the end of the canoe trip was like there was a, a gravel bar right before you got out of the river and so mm-hmm. everyone would stop at this gravel bar to like party before they Picnic got out of the river and, yeah, yeah. And um, it happened to be kind of a deep water spot. And then there was a bunch of like root systems under there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these beer cans would just get trapped in uh, massive quantities in yeah. there. And so we just like spent a couple hours just like playing d- the diving game and diving down and grabbing these beer cans and yeah, putting, why them, not? putting them in a recycling bag. It was super fun. And uh, I just had to be careful of the little crawdads that might be living in them. <laughs> Okay, there, you could do a whole episode on creepy shit that lives in rivers. Yeah, that's so true. So if you're not from here, I don't know what other states that this is like um, a tradition, but here, tube floating and canoeing mm-hmm. is like, that's what everybody does in the summertime. If mm-hmm. you're, well, if you're a kind of outdoorsy person at all, I'm it not going to say everybody, but a lot of people do it. It is I literally lo- my favorite thing to do. I love a good tube float. Mm-hmm. You can't beat it, so it's like a truck tire inner tube. I usually I usually do the raft, so like a five person raft or Oh, I like a tube. Mm-hmm. I like to be in control of my own craft. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to a raft, but if I get a choice, mm-hmm. I want a tube. Yeah. Because then I get and then you can like tie multiple tubes together. And then oh, yeah. <laughs> you get a tube that's for the, the cooler, the bar, yeah. and then somebody plays Isaac the bartender, like from Love Boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and my friend Scott and Tony, um, we used to do a lot, a lot of float trips because it's like cheap. It is, yeah, super cheap, super cheap. So you go to an outfitter and you rent your tube, and they take you usually on an old school bus mm-hmm. upriver, and. They drop you and all your beer, mm-hmm. <laughs> all your cheap swill, yeah, in your cooler, off, and then you float back to the outfitter. Mm-hmm. And I love a float trip, but I do not like floating the Merrimack for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. One, the fish in there are too motherfucking big, so hmm. we have lots of catfish. Yeah. And there's some other big fish. I don't know what they are, but every once in a while. Probably they... a bass. and I don't know, but they touch me and I don't like it. <laughs> do you I'll... let the minnows eat the dead skin off your legs? I The minnows can do whatever they want. They're fine. They're tiny. Yeah. I'm talking about like when I see the fish that's the size of my forearm hop out of the water mm-hmm. near me. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing I'm like three beers in mm-hmm. or I'd have a heart attack. Yeah. I just don't think that, first of all, I don't understand the physics. How do you have such tiny arms? We talked about this before. You've got T-Rex arms and this giant body, but you can jump like four feet out of the air. <laughs> There's some kind of devil in that. Yeah. I don't get it. Did I, you ever throw the cheese ball in the water and watch the minnows eat it? <laughs> I've never Those found minnows cheese balls. <laughs> yeah. Well, they float on top of the water. And so when you throw one in, then you can see it like jump up out of the water because the minnows are attacking it. It's probably not good for the minnows. I'm very sorry to anyone who um doesn't like that. I don't do it anymore. But 
I used to do you've it when grown. I was a kid. Yeah. You've grown. <laughs> you've grown. But the crawdads, so like sometimes when you're floating, you'll get to a section of the river that's not deep enough to float. So you have to walk. Mm-hmm. So you have to wear water shoes with mm-hmm. rubber bottoms. And haul your tube. Rocky. And you got to haul your tube or haul your raft. This is why I like having my own craft because mm-hmm. the truck tire inner tube or some variation thereof doesn't weigh more than a couple pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomorrow Trekkers has a magical one that is a unicorn. Oh, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland Trekkers? Yeah. Yeah. She has one that looks like a unicorn. That's awesome. So jealous. Yeah. So jealous. I will make that mine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have one mm-hmm. for my next float. Anyway, but um, then you can start to see all the little creepy creatures that live in there. Yeah. Like the crawdads. And I hate them mm-hmm. because they look like underwater cockroaches. Mm-hmm. And you can also, did you know that if you eat one raw which is what drunk people do sometimes when they're being stupid mm-hmm. they'll be like hey dude i dare you to eat one of those crawdads raw you know like uh in the movies when people eat goldfish yeah you can get some kind of bacterial lung infection oh yeah i have heard this yeah some kid like almost died a couple years ago mm-hmm. and stupid. they figured out it was because he ate a raw crawdad as a dare on a float trip yeah you gotta cook those things yeah, because they're or bugs. Or don't eat them. <laughs> they're bugs, but they have little yeah. little pinchy things. And then mm-hmm. the mussels. Mm-hmm. So have you ever been to a crawfish boil? I don't want any part of that. I've been to one, and I ate one. I ate a few. I ate several, I would say. That is a giant pot <laughs> of boiling bugs. Yep. My husband took me. I did not suck the brain out, though. <laughs> My husband took me to that hot pot place. Oh, uh huh. That's got the buffet, but then they also have the. Is it the melting pot? No, the oh. hot pot. It's like a Chinese place. Oh, okay. Chinese hot pot place. Mm-hmm. And they have, um, there's like an electric burner in the middle of the table. And so you basically are cooking your food at the table. Mm-hmm. And I had to cut my hands around my face like horse blinders. Because the stuff that was going into the pots was freaking me out so bad. Like, I hate the smell of seafood. Mm-hmm. Like, hate it. I, I forgot that you didn't like seafood. So oh, my God. So it makes sense that you... I hate it so bad. Yeah. And there was a lot of <clears throat> crawdad-type creatures being dunked into boiling water. Mm-hmm. And eaten. It was basically a horror show. <laughs> And so now every time he's like, where do you want to eat? You want to go get a hot pot? I'm like, screw you. I'm, I'm, that sounds good. Okay. Well, tell him to let me know where that I'm is. I'm sure he would love to take you because I'm never going again. <laughs> Between the smell and the, and normally I had been to that, oh, it's Joy Luck Buffet. Oh, okay. I I've been, seen that before. been to that buffet at lunchtime and they don't do that. They oh. don't do the hot pots or whatever they're called at lunch. It's mm-hmm. only a dinner thing. Mm-hmm. So I was all pumped. I'm like, ooh, we're going to Joy Luck. Gonna get me, gonna get me some buffet on them. Eat all the fried rice mm-hmm. and all the <laughs> all the crab rangoon that's not really Chinese at all. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna go eat all my fake Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there was the crawdad horror show. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. He's like, so you don't like that? Huh? I was like, no. <laughs> Take me home. I want a clothespin for my nose. <laughs> so, well, Zombie Road. Yeah. 
definitely creepy. Definitely want to go explore it as an adult. It's probably kind of like the Ouija board. It's going to be a little anticlimactic for me because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to have my friends egging me on to be scared. Yeah. Because they really, I think they worked on me the whole way there. Mm-hmm. They were like, Holly, there's that guy You're out the there. easy mark. I know. That's why when we were talking about that podcast where they infiltrate, infiltrate the cult, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. I want to do that. But I'm, I, my friend Erin, who's a social worker, she's mm-hmm. like, you're the, you know how like you get your book like most likely to, she's like, you're the most likely to end up in a cult. Really? I wouldn't say that about you. I'm, you're most likely to start a cult. Well, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I don't feel feel like like you'd be susceptible to that. I would be, I would infiltrate the cult, become a member, then be the leader. I think that, yeah, well, that sounds good. I think that I would be susceptible to it. Because sometimes when I read about cults, I'm like, oh, they had some good ideas. That doesn't sound bad. Okay, no Hare Krishna Govinda's buffet for you. I think, yeah, I mean, I think... But it all, it always starts out sounding really good, right? A lot a lot of the cults from like the nineteen seventies like sound like good. Est and yeah, they Ekankar. Even Scientology, like their like first few rules or whatever if tenants. You skim it, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just until you get to like the Thetans, then you're yeah. like, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was um Est, which I think landmark education came from est which is that's an interesting one so landmark education is definitely a cult in some it's become such a large and powerful cult like scientology that some businesses actually give membership to landmark it's i think it's landmark forums now to their employees what i've never heard of this oh yes Oh, well, maybe I need to do... Uh, do an episode about it. Okay. Well, we might be talking about the landmark form. <laughs> it's... um, I went to one, so but I'm not going to talk about it because if I do do an episode... I still owe everybody an episode on the uh, St. Louis mobsters. Mm-hmm. Um, although I'm still scared I'm going to get drowned in a bucket of mustacholi. Yeah, maybe we should just be safer than sorry maybe we should wait until we're, we're like way more famous that way it would be like a huge news well, story maybe I sh- <laughs> you know what i'll contact one of the giordanos or the palazzolos that mm-hmm, i know mm-hmm. and ask them like on a scale of one to ten mm-hmm. what are the odds that i'm gonna get drowned in a bucket of mustacholi <laughs> <laughs> if i talk about this on a podcast yeah like is Uncle Vinny mm-hmm. gonna take me out? <laughs> so, did I ever tell you about how my babysitter, when I was a kid, was Italian? They didn't speak any English. Mm-mm. So, this was an Italian Irish neighborhood almost exclusively when I was growing up. We've talked about that before, I think. Yes. So, my babysitter, I was like a latchkey kid. So, I was supposed to go to their house until my mom got home from work, which is like maybe an hour, hour and a half. I don't know how this deal got brokered because they didn't speak any English. (laughs) (laughs) There was probably a kid involved, which is usually, and it was a multi-generational household, like grandparents, parents, kids. Mm -hmm. And there was a toddler in the house and they were always saying, Vinnie Ka, Vinnie Ka, Vinnie Ka. Mm -hmm. I thought the kid's name was Vinnie. It turns out that Vinnie Ka in Italian means come here. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. But um and Vinny, I mean, all of those names, like those were really right names that I heard. Vincenzo. Or, yeah, like I have a friend who it is his last name's Boitano. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean there's all there's Francesca's and right. all of the classics. Mm-hmm. Sort of classic Italian names yeah. are all over. But yeah, when I started doing the research, I was like, holy crap, I know somebody from who has the last name from every major crime family that's popped up in my I, research. I was I was out in the suburbs and i'm pretty sure i went to school with a vitali oh yeah several well some of the well they're catholic so they had a whole bunch of kiddos Mm -hmm. um yeah well there's vitalis on the hill still Mm -hmm. yep yeah or vitali because they're italian (laughs) if you're from st louis and you live on the hill Mm -hmm. there's a good chance you say italian Mm -hmm. and zinc or my grandfather i think um did he say italian i think he does hmm. i'll i'll uh, get i don't back know where to that, that comes from <laughs> i don't know either. i don't know either he's a country boy yeah there's some like weird country overlap with south st louis mm-hmm. i wonder if there was like maybe there were some um jobs that drew people from the country to the city mm-hmm. and that it had to be something like that that drew that dialect to this area. Yeah. Something along those lines. Anyway. Yeah. Well, do you have, we haven't done this in a while. Do you have anything like lighthearted you want to talk about at the end here? Let's see. Oh, I have a really adorable picture of my cat that I'm going to post. Mm-hmm. I'll post it in the meeting notes. So I had a cat bed by the front window that was supposed to be for my bitty kitty Mm -hmm. and then the big one stole it and would never let her have it Mm -hmm. so i replaced the one basket with two baskets Mm -hmm. so they could both look out the window oh but i took a really cute picture of him because i replaced the basket and he like went straight to the basket and got immediately got inside it like he knew it was for him yeah but my little bitty kitty I you gave me that big bowl that I was like, oh, that's gonna be an awesome cat bed. She was like, Mm-mm. she only <laughs> likes wicker baskets. So oh. I still I love that bowl though. I don't. It's gonna be something good. Yeah, I have no idea where it came from. Yeah, but his name is um. So he was a rescue, and he has a slightly squinty eye mm-hmm. because he was either beat up or got hit by a car. They're not really sure. Mm-hmm. And cats have three eyelids. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know three. I need two. Yeah, they have three, and he had to have one of his eyelids removed. Mm-hmm. So he always looks like he's winking just a little yeah. tiny bit. And he likes to have his chest scratched. Mm-hmm. And I call it his Tom Jones because <laughs> Tom Jones, the loungy singer from mm-hmm. the 70s, mm-hmm. always used to have his shirts open so you yeah. could see his chest hair. <laughs> yeah. And that's, like, exactly the spot he likes to have scratched. Yeah. So, anyway, Brookie's got a new bed, and I took a picture of him. It was really cute. Oh. Yeah, that's, I don't know, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. I just got back from a little a weekend trip to Columbia, where I hung out with some friends, and we played oh, which Dungeons Columbia? and Dragons. Oh, which Columbia? Illinois or Missouri? Missouri. Okay, so 
as in college town of Mizzou. Yes. Yeah. I have a couple of friends that live out there and a couple other friends drove in and we all stayed in this tiny house and played Dungeons and Dragons all weekend. And it was wonderful. You big old nerds. Yeah. That sounds like a good time. And I want to say hi to everybody because I think most of them listen to the podcast. So Would that be like hi. nerdy or dorky? I don't know. Both. I guess. Both. I don't know. It's like, you know, Dungeons well, and Dragons like is a really playing. old game. Like, our parents played, not my particular parents, but people's, people of my generation's parents played Dungeons and Dragons, so. Oh, yeah. Well, in, in a lot of the true crime shows mm-hmm. that I watch, they, a lot of times they'll say, and they played Dungeons and Dragons. Like, it's like a satanic yeah, thing. exactly. That's, That's always the, what's implied. And I know so many people who are like grown ass adults who still play Dungeons it's and Dragons. It's super fun. I mean, yeah. it, I think for me, it's like a an acting exercise, right? It's like an improvisational storytelling, like mutual storytelling game. It's really fun. I have a friend who is she's a office worker Mm -hmm. her and then my friend's husband who is a social worker for the va they play dungeons and dragons together every sunday Mm -hmm. with a group of people yeah yeah like i've never played it in real life before like uh in person before like it's always been through google hangouts when i've played so oh. this was like a new experience for me, and I loved it. So oh, if anyone fine. in St. Louis wants to start an in-person game, I'm down. Oh, girl. Check meetup. <laughs> I'm sure there's a D&D meetup. Mm-hmm. There has to I, be. Yeah, I just feel like if I I need to like know somebody, though, I don't want to like go into a group of strangers to play. All right. Well, we'd like to thank Brandon Lee Chilcote for our wonderful intro and outro music. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for your 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll never hear this. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can send your personal stories or topics suggestions to at creepyclubpod on Twitter or our email at creepyclubpodcast at gmail.com. Um, tell us your funny stories about Zombie Road or um, other the places. The Aquadome. Or the Aquadome. Or the Thunderdome. Who knows? <laughs> um, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash creepy club podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at creepy club podcast. You can follow me at creepy club Rissa. You can follow Heidi at creepy club Heidi. If you want to read our meeting minutes, which is what we call our show notes, um, you can read them on creepy club podcast.com. We will post cute cat photos there and um, photos of, you know, Alice's chimpanzee. <laughs> And that is not a monkey. It's not a monkey. It is a ape. An ape. Sorry, monkey lovers. <laughs> like we like the Simeon Society has contacted us and told us. That's funny. Please rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes. Send us those reviews so we can read them on the pod. We're running out real fast. So please do that if you haven't already. Thank you to everyone who has. And thanks to everyone who's listened. Yes, and have a super fantastic week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Hope you uh, join us next time. Meeting adjourned.